Hey there. Hi and howdy, everybody. It's your boy, JRG. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Got some energy. Oh, I dig it, dude. That's yeah. nice this morning. It's feeling good. So, you know, Thursday morning, you know where we be. We're down here in the Geekdom Underground podcast studio. I'm, again, JRG. I'm here with my boy. Thank you, Mr. JRG. What's up, everybody? Good morning. My name is Philip Hernandez. I'm COO here at Geekdom, and we're super excited for today's episode of Geekdom Underground. We have the man, the myth, the legend, the one responsible for pinch an amazing restaurant at the bottom of the rand and another location actually that we'll we'll talk about here shortly Whoa. and then also one of the masterminds behind curry boys barbecue which is Whoa. an amazing place so we're super excited to get after it today welcome mr sean wen wow our live audience wow. i know i know oh, say hi to the people they need to be quiet first yes <laughs> oh, oh man it's a long clap track yes. <laughs> what's up guys thank you for having me man i for love sure. y'all yes sir absolutely sean so we're gonna get right after it you know we like to keep it casual in here and keep them underground uh but, wow. <laughs> but if you would sir tell us a little bit about yourself where are you from how did you get here yeah so um i'm i'm a transplant you know i moved here like i think it's been like six years now which is kind of crazy it's the longest place i've ever lived outside Dang. of growing up in the h houston hey houston, that's shout the out. hometown um but yeah i moved here like six years ago um to be transparent didn't think i'd be here for longer than like you know i was finishing up a fellowship program here and i thought when it ended i'd be like out of here but it's it's home i love it you know it's um it's just an it's been an incredible six years and uh all thanks to geekdom get out hey. of town yeah. what, a, what a nice what a yeah. nice shout out no, i mean that's real you know i work i was here for a couple of years i was working here for a couple of years so like it was a formative experience so like it is the reason why i'm actually stayed like i've stayed here yeah that's cool man so you grew up in houston grew up in the h were you born there I was, I was born in Dallas. Oh, okay. Okay. And then quickly <laughs> moved over to Houston? Quickly moved over to the H. I just keep calling it the, the H. The, that's, the okay. That's, 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 that's okay. Now, Houston is like, I've, I've been to Houston numerous times. And every time I go to Houston, it's I feel like I'm in a totally different city. Because it's like, it's just really big. And it's yeah. kind of like, like, they have like smaller, I don't even know what to call them. Suburbs. Yeah, like suburbs of it so which part of houston were you from i was from the cypress area so that, there you go it's it's just like it's like a bunch of cities in the city essentially yeah. and so i'm really the greater houston metropolitan area yeah i cannot technically claim houston cypress but yeah. yeah and when you were over there was uh was restaurants something that you had thought about getting into or what were you really into that led you to the fellowship that brought yeah. you here honestly man like i i have always uh dreamt of having something in food and beverage because i just always thought it was so cool even before like it, it kind of it became what it is today like oh it's this glorified amazing like experience to be in like it's it's not all that but mm -hmm. you know before you know food network really took off yeah and kind of pushed that agenda of like dude being being in food is sick like i just had always loved food and then i would read about like these really cool chefs or um the 
or just like eat my mom's food all the time and i'd be in the kitchen helping her and so it was just always like oh man it'd be it'd be cool if i could do this but like also i'm asian and my, i don't know if you know this but i'm asian <laughs> uh, my parents were super, super conservative and they're like you know what we know coming to america is like kids like you need to start studying to go to school to be a doctor a lawyer you know to work in finance so like i just thought that was what you did so every other notion of like oh yeah you should be in food or you should be in music or whatever i was like nah like those those are like hobbies yeah like, those are things that you just do and so it was never a reality until maybe like honestly like five or six years ago yeah your yeah. adult life yeah for sure yeah. and so uh you said your mom was a good cook the best the really? best well, everyone says that but no she's good yeah 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 do both your parents cook um when my dad cooks I'm like, yo, what happened? <laughs> but it's always delicious. But I'm always like, damn, like someone pissed somebody off. Yeah. <laughs> what's what's uh, a staple that your mom cooks? Um, so she used to do these like ribs that we love. These like little short ribs. Yeah. Oh my god, it was incredible. She like braised them and and then would marinate them like overnight. It was Ooh. incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Did that? Did she teach you how to cook? She um. I wouldn't say like formally, but yeah, I mean, just I guess being in there enough or like asking her questions, you kind of just pick yeah. things up along the just way. Just being around, yeah, all that stuff for sure. Right on. So, uh, what was the fellowship that you joined? Yeah, I joined a fellowship called Venture for America. Shout out, shout out for Dang. sure. Yeah, so that's what brought me to the city. That was what 2015, 2016? I moved here in twenty fifteen. Yeah. yeah, but I spent my first year of the fellowship in Baltimore. Oh, what were you doing up there? Um, I worked at a cybersecurity startup and then quickly realized, like, you know, being in VFA kind of gave me the confidence to be like, yo, like, I guess like, I'm, I'm like a pretty risk averse dude. Mm -hmm. So I was always like, start like starting something like, he like heck, heck no. <laughs> you, know <what> I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, I can I could never do that. But then seeing like my like my peers, the people that are in the fellowship with me starting their own things like it gave me a lot of confidence to say you know like maybe i should pursue this thing at, that uh andrew ho my co-founder partner like best friend i grew up with in houston he had this idea for years when we were in college and i was always like dude like you need to do real things in life yeah food isn't real bro yeah had a cool idea yeah dude, dude what is this a crawfish shack <laughs> horrible idea <laughs> So, but yeah, I mean, but like seeing my friends do it in BFA or Venture for America, I was like, dude, like I maybe we should just give this a shot. Yeah. So, just try it out. Just try it out. Yeah. So from Baltimore, come to San Antonio. Mm -hmm. What was your landing spot? Where did you, where did you work? I worked at Geekdom. Right on. What yeah. did you do? I was a membership manager. Dang, shout hey. out. Wow. That's what's up. Under, under the wing of the goat, Lorenzo Gomez. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay, awesome. So uh, membership manager, um, and at what point did uh, Pinch become, like, something that you were even entertaining? So, like, we, I had moved here with, with the idea that I wanted to start that. So it was just, called, like, always in the back of my head. Um, but we started just doing like pop-ups um andrew has his f-150 that's like eight thousand years old <laughs> yes <laughs> and so like we just literally would throw crawfish boilers a tent and like a couple of tables and yeah. we just pull up and like sell and slaying crawfish so we did that for like a year 
before we became like somewhat more legit and like realized that we should probably put a little more thought into what we were doing. Yeah. <laughs> I said just like skirt. Yo, yo wants crawfish. You know what I mean? But like it was always to be fair, it was always something that we were working on the second yeah. I moved here. Yeah. Yeah. So was he here, Andrew? He moved from Vietnam to live here. Yeah. Wow. He That's one at, thing yeah. about you and Andrew, but Andrew specifically is he's he's lived in like so many different places uh, yeah, and he has stories and he was like a teacher that yeah. right, an English teacher for a while. Yeah. He uh. spent so he was supposed like we both graduated from UT and then, you know, I worked in finance and he worked in, as an engineer. And he was like, Oh, you know, I'm like not feeling this engineering thing. I'm just gonna like teach English for seven months, like realign, you know like my beliefs or my ideals and kind of see what I want. Yeah. And then that ended up being three years. He wow. just stayed there. And I, I, to be completely honest, I always joke with him. I'm like, dude, if we didn't ever start this, you like, you'd still be there. Yeah. <laughs> I think he would. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he moved here and it's just so we can all start this. You're like living on my, on my living room floor on, the, <laughs> on this Ikea mat. Shout out Ikea. Shout, Shout out. I need to get them to sponsor. I know. Sp sponsored <laughs> by Ikea. No, dude, you got the voice for it too. Yeah, dude. <laughs> So then, um, so you're here, Andrew's here, y'all are doing pop-ups yeah. and you realize that like, this is something that we should actually pursue. Um, what was, what was the, uh, like, what was the reception like? Like, did people, were people liking it? Were people showing up? Um, yeah. I mean, so it, it was kind of a new, like we were doing crawfish, which people are obviously familiar with, but we were doing it like the way we've just eaten in Houston, which I guess is now known to be called Viet Cajun style crawfish. And so I think there was definitely a learning curve uh, or like, you know, people realizing that it's not that different than just your traditional Cajun crawfish boil. So like there yeah. was that beginning period where people were like, oh, I don't know. I was just like, get something else. Yeah. But then I think once people realized like, it's not that different the flavors are still like semi-approachable and like relatable um then it started like just kind of taking off and so we just would slang more and more crawfish and then we had this fortunate opportunity to, to open up back in the rand hey and so i was like say less say yeah. less so so let's talk about that transition yeah from doing pop-ups to having a pretty amazing location downtown san antonio yeah um that sounds like like a fairy tale Cinderella story type thing. And I think that part of it is part of it is that like it was just right place, right time, hustling, doing all the right things, right conversations. Sure. But there's got to be stuff that we don't <laughs> see, stuff that we don't hear about. What was what was one of the challenges that uh, that y'all faced? I mean, look, I'll outright say it. I would it never. Never <laughs> I take recommend anyone. <laughs> start a restaurant it is just so capital intensive there's so many moving parts like it there it's it's really not all that is chalked up to be i mean sure it's the most fulfilling thing i've ever done but it's like by far the hardest and most stressful thing i've ever done and so like every possible thing we could have messed up on along the way we did it and then some like i'm talking menu original menu scrapped uh original staff obviously like we had to let go of some people because it was like super slow at first mm -hmm. um i think we there was one point where 
I sat down with Andrew and I was like, dude, I'm one week away from tossing in that towel and calling it like a day. I'm done. And that was like within the first six months. Really? Yeah. And so I just remember thinking that I was like, man, like, I don't know if this is, I don't know if this is worth it. Yeah. You know? And like I, we had put in our, we just bootstrapped the whole thing. So we, I'd put in like essentially 80% of everything I own to my name. Yeah. And then the notion of having to maybe put in more to keep this thing afloat. I was like, I don't know. Is that, is that really worth it? Yeah. So it was tough, man. It's, it's still tough. Don't get me wrong. Um, but there's just like so much you don't know. And there's mm-hmm. so much that you underestimate when it comes to something like a restaurant. Cause on paper, it's a pretty easy formula. Like there's yeah. just cost that you have to think about and, and what you price something at and how you make something. But like, there's, there's just so many moving parts. It's crazy. Yeah, a lot of variables. So many. When you uh, had that conversation with Andrew, and I'm assuming that was a real conversation, not a metaphorical. No, it was time. super real. When you had that real conversation of like, hey, I'm a week away from throwing in the towel. Yeah. What kept you from doing that? Um, I think a, like a part of me wanted to make like super draft. I mean, not just me, but. Andrew and myself wanted to make some super drastic changes just to see if that would kind of shake, you know, move it in the right, move the needle in the right direction. Yeah. Um, but all, I think the real answer is like, I took like two weeks off and went to Sri Lanka, <laughs> like, <laughs> just like removed myself from the situation. Yeah. And I'm serious. And I was just like, yo, Andrew, like, just give me two weeks. Let me freaking think about everything that's happening and not in this setting and and do a little like i don't know meditation or whatever you want to call it you yeah know? and like also my emotional well-being was just like shot so yeah. i was like dude i need some time to just think about this and then when i came back i was like all right let's give one last shot and that's kind of what we did that's yeah, yeah. that's awesome goosebumps dude yeah, yeah. real. so um at, at some point like y'all went from getting notoriety from you know the locals and really people who already knew who you were yeah but people were giving you praise and like you'd come out in like the current or or something like yeah local stuff mm-hmm. um but at some point you started getting more notoriety like on I know eater you, and like eater. all these like huge yeah like, pages man. yeah i yeah. know y'all y'all traveled you went to like new york oh yeah went to all these different places how did all that start um I, so like i have this thing that i always I always tell myself and I tell Andrew all the time where I'm like, everything takes time, but, but, but beyond that, like consistently, like if you do things consistently the right way over time, it is so hard to fail because it's just like you're around people see it. Like it, they're going to hear about it. And if assuming you're doing things the right way, like why wouldn't they eventually want to try it? or do it depending on if it's not food or beverage, whatever it is, right? So I'm just like, if we can keep grinding and, and keep putting in work the right way, like I think over time people will hear about this. And so like, that's kind of was like, that's kind of what it was. It was just a, this very organic growth of like, okay, you know, we were blessed to get some features from the current or SA mag or express news. And then over time, these things, you know, as they keep happening, you get picked up by Texas Monthly or by yeah. Eater or something like that. And so I think it was just, and then because of that, people were reaching out, hey, you want to do a pop-up here or you want to do something with us here? 
And so it's one of those things where it's like you just have to keep pushing in the right direction. I mean, if you're pushing in the wrong direction, like there's no point in, in doing it if you're going to do it the wrong way. Yeah. So that like that's a real kind of like self audit. You have to give yourself like, am I, am I doing this the right way? If not, then I need to pull out, you know? Yeah. But for us, we knew that because we saw things were trending in the right direction that like, okay, I think we're finally doing what we need to do. Like, let's just keep doing that and keep improving. And I think over time it ended up paying off. Yeah. Yeah. What was the, uh, most surprising time you saw your name published um geekdom underground hey, hey let's go, let's let's go. go. Yeah. Hold on. Hey. Dude, uh, clip that <laughs> no, but, <laughs> um, no, really I, I don't know like i i i'm not i don't do a good job of uh appreciate appreciating kind of what's happening. i know I, I need to be taking like a step back sometimes to appreciate everything I don't know. I don't like getting caught up and I don't even read those articles or watch that stuff. I'm honest. just going to say, man, if you don't want to toot the horn, I will. But go, go ahead. I, I don't mean, even know what you're about to say. So I'm nervous. <laughs> Dude, when Andrew Yang shouted you out, oh, yeah. that was crazy. Everyone yeah. was like, whoa, whoa. I heard everyone was talking about it. That was yeah. super cool. That was know? wild for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, on a national like stage, right? I mean, just yeah. that was super cool. And then just, you know, I think it started off, like you said, locally with San Antonio yeah. and then it was like, you know, Houston and then you got Texas monthly. And then it went to like, you know, pretty much global at this point. Nah, I don't <laughs> know about that, John. <laughs> no, but that's, yeah, that's awesome. At what point did, um, because we talked about the low, low when you're like, you know, I'm a week away from throwing in the towel for sure. At what point were you like, all right, I think we can do this. Uh, like, or are you not this, there yet? I, I, I don't know if I'm there. I don't know if I'm like the, the thing about this industry is it's so fickle. Like yeah. it, it's dependent on so many things that are out of your control. So I'm like, dude, like pandemic is a great example. I'm like, you could be killing it. And then in a heartbeat, this is, I mean, the same for a lot of people in yeah. different industries, but it was just like a wake up call. Like, oh my God, like this yeah. could end tomorrow. And so I'm, I'm just kind of like, you know, make hay while the sun is shining. Like, yo, let's, let's look, what's up? Like, we'll just keep doing what we're doing now. But I don't know if, I don't know if it's sustainable. I don't know how long it'll be. I'm just kind of capitalizing in the moment. Yeah. To be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is this where, where you are now with mm -hmm. two locations, a pinch, Curry Boys Barbecue. Um, is this where you thought that you would be? Wow. The hard hitting question. Yeah, I know. Uh, Philly Phil Phil. Um <laughs> like it's weird. Um equal parts yes and no. So like yes, in terms of like I I I knew I've always, like I said, I've always wanted to be a part of this hospitality industry. Yeah. Um I wanted to really be a part of that that community. But I guess what I didn't realize is like how much I would actually be a part of not just the food and beverage community, but like in the San Antonio community. That's just not, I didn't expect that in, yeah. in, a, in a positive way. You know what I mean? I was like, dang, like the city has really embraced us. And like, I, it's like super humbling to kind of recognize that. And I'm super grateful. I never thought that I would feel that way. And like, it's such a fulfilling feeling. And I had, again, I never felt like, 
that every morning I wake up. I'm like, yo, this is so dope. Yeah. Like, the city's dope. Like the people, like you guys are dope. So that part I never, I never would have realized or like even thought about. Which is sick. Do you uh do you cook yourself? I say yes. My girlfriend would say otherwise. You like, don't <laughs> cook enough. I would like to cook more for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, who would you if you could serve anybody at oh, one of your restaurants, damn. dead or alive, who would you want to serve? Either, yeah, any anything, yeah. Oh, and why? Uh, Bill Murray would be fun. I just think he'd be like a fantastic dinner guest. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean, with incredible stories. Yeah. Um, sure. Hopefully, he's not like too old and senile now. Yeah, but. he's actually uh, actually. Bring him in. Yeah, oh, come on. What, in. you guys? <laughs> what is this? The Ellen show? Yeah, right. <laughs> we were hoping you'd say Guy Fieri. So, Guy, come on. <laughs> yeah, in. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Other, other than that, um, wow, that, that's tough. Maybe like Obama. Yeah, nice. That'd be cool. Is there anybody you have served that Obama? That you, Obama. <laughs> <laughs> is there anybody who has eaten your food, any one of your restaurants or anything like that 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 um that was just really honorable? Dude, JRG. Memorable. Yep. JRG is definitely <laughs> up there. Just kidding. Um uh there have been a couple of athletes that have come by that I've been yeah. like, oh man, like I've loved, like I'm a huge basketball head. So, you yeah. know, a bunch of basketball players I've eaten there that I've looked up to, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and also just, I, I think what, for me, what is like the most rewarding is whenever just people in the food and beverage industry that I look up to as like chefs here come and enjoy the food. I'm like, yo, that's sick. Like, yeah. I I feel so happy when that happens. Like that's, that's super cool. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Um, so let's talk about, uh, you know, I mean, we talk about the the great stuff all the time. Mm -hmm. I like going into the hard stuff, right? Yeah, so, let's get juicy. Yeah, let's do that. So um, the pandemic was really hard okay. for everybody. Yeah, I think it, oh, for it sure. definitely hit the food and beverage, beverage industry really hard. Um, I don't know how y'all handled it, but um, what was that like for you? Uh, wow. Sponsored by I, you know. <laughs> um, all right, so like, I guess we can break it down. You know what I yeah. mean? Um, like on a personal level, it was devastating. Yeah, I I didn't know. I really there was a like a moment when it when I fully realized what was happening. I was like, oh man, like I might need to just work a job again. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like go interview at places because I, I we had closed i think in like our march 28th we had closed mm -hmm. with no like re like foreseeable future in terms of reopening date yeah. so i was like oh well man if if we don't ever reopen and then it was like then march then it was april then may we're still closed so i was like okay well my mental wasn't where it was supposed to be i was just like super down in the doldrums you know like yeah. just not like wasn't sure what was happening um so that that was tough but i think also like the silver lining was that kind of gave us an opportunity to just work on things that we never would have had the time to do so like that's how curry boys you know came to be it was like an inception baby or inception baby wow pandemic <laughs> baby yeah um 
you know, that was something that we had just talked about for years, but we never had the time to think about it because we were so enveloped in like the day to day at pinch. Mm-hmm. So when we had the time to kind of sit down and flesh out what that concept would look like. We were like, oh, you know, like, let's just give it a shot. We'll do like a, you know, a contactless kind of pickup pop up version of what this concept would be. And that ended up, you know, working out pretty well. But in terms of like the other angle is the restaurant, the business itself was like, again, like that was, I wouldn't say in shambles, but it was just like put on this like indefinite hiatus. And so that means like the tough questions are like, okay, well, what do you do with staff? Yeah. And like, this is where it kind of gets juicy because like, you know, a lot of, I think a lot of people in the industry are, there's a lot of pride and there's a lot of ego for better or for worse. And so like there was this thing going around where it was like, yo, no one should fire their employees. Like I'm going to keep paying for them. Like I'm a good boss, you know? And I remember thinking of that and being like, dude, that just doesn't make sense to me. Like, yeah, I, maybe not fire, but furlough. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I, why would you not furlough your employees if you know they could be making more on unemployment? Like that's the, the disaster relief unemployment. Yeah. And just promising them a spot when we reopen. Yeah. But I think there was like this, like, because like, I remember people would DM us and being like, like, wow, did you like, what, what did you do with your, are you, can, are you paying your employees? I'm like, Hey, I don't know how to answer this because the the short answer is no. Like we yeah. we we let all of them go. But the long answer is like, dude, like they're better off in this situation than they are if I were to be like, no, yeah, we we continue to pay our staff because like they just wouldn't make enough. Yeah, and so like we ended up, it was tough because I was like, yo, like we're gonna let everyone go, and we helped everyone. We we helped set everyone up with unemployment, and like you know, if you if this is this is how you do it, we'll sit down and do it together. And then when we reopen, like you have a spot. And so like, I felt like that was financially the best decision for our employees. And I I think to this day it was, but like, again, it's interesting because there's just like two pretty intense or really one intense camp of like, no, like we're not firing anybody. We're, we're keeping everyone on board. So it was interesting because I just, there was like this cognitive dissonance of like what I read on on this on ig like oh yeah like we kept everyone like we're really proud like thank you for supporting us and then knowing me knowing like wow i just i just let everybody go (laughs) yeah i mean yeah but i mean i think they're all really really grateful for that because they you know they're all still on the team so yeah yeah what a difficult spot it's crazy you know we talk about a lot of uh places that closed including your restaurant that yeah. closed during the pandemic. Uh, but you also, you mentioned it earlier, you also opened a restaurant mm-hmm. during the pandemic, during one of the most difficult times of the pandemic. What was that like? I, I, I maybe we were just like, had cabin fever and we're really bored. Yeah. And we're like, let's just do this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it was just like a really not well thought out decision. I mean, it was, but I, I think the way we thought about it was, you know, the community at large is going through an extremely difficult time, including ourselves. So like if we can somehow inject a little bit of normalcy and, and do it in a way that is, uh, I guess, COVID safe, then it's kind of like future proof in the sense that like we've built a restaurant that was designed to be 
eaten to go if you wanted to, or it mm-hmm. could be delivered, or you could enjoy it on the spot, but it'll just be it'll just be outdoors. Yeah. You know, and so like that was kind of and it was in an extremely small footprint. It's like 250 square feet. It's a shoebox. Yeah. But it's like we don't need much more than that if we're not gonna have a dining room. Mm-hmm. And everything's gonna be essentially served to go. So we don't need a huge dish pit. Mm-hmm. So like I think after thinking about the, like it just made sense. I was like, okay, we can still provide the community something dope and fun and u- unique and new in terms of flavor, but do it in like a safe way. That even after the pandemic, it'll still the model will still make sense. Yeah, yeah. And has it been successful for you? I would say lar- like yeah, largely it's been really a super positive experience. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it's super cool. Like just to add from my experience, seeing you kind of said it and it resonated. It's like people enjoy it in their own way, however they want. They yeah. can go and like show up in pajama pants and like <laughs> grab it and then leave, you know, because they're going to go eat it on the couch. Like, yep. you know, me and Philip and Charles and Ja, what's up, Ja? We'll go, you know, and like sit at the tables and, uh, you know, or you can go and like to Little Death across the street and you get some it. wine. And like, yep. it's just really cool. And it kind of creates this cool vibe for sure. Yeah. Uh, we we always joke we call it the Bermuda Triangle because it's just so easy to get lost in the sauce. Hey. Oh. You go to Little Death and you go to Midnight Swim. Before you know it, it's like two a.m. and you're singing karaoke or something. I don't know. That's it, it's so funny, man. I uh, um, so I barbecue a lot. I don't know if you know, but um, I I don't know. I get I'm just kidding. People ask me all the time when they come to San Antonio, what's the barbecue joint to try? And I always recommend Curry Dude, Boys. Thank you. Yes. I'm an acclaimed pit master as yourself. That means the world. It, it really does. Thank dude, you. Uh, yeah. And I, I'm all honesty because, you know, there's Texas barbecue you can find anywhere in Texas. Yeah. And it's, and it's good. You can find good barbecue Fantastic. in Texas. But, yeah. But what y'all are doing is totally different, and it's it's awesome. So thank you, man. Yeah, I love Thanks, that, stuff. guys. Yeah, um, shout out Bill Miller. I want to <laughs> tune in next Bill. week. Yeah, <laughs> bring, bring <laughs> oh my god. Um, I want to talk about your marketing. Oh, Dude, thank you for bringing that up. Yes, yes. Let's is this because you guys are in a video? <laughs> <laughs> yes and no. But, um, you know, the marketing that uh, that you do, in particular for Curry Boys, yeah. uh, it's been different. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I don't know. That's the only way I can. <laughs> Dude, it's so funny. It. It's, it's just, it's been different. So let me try and put it in, in the, like a nutshell. But um, you've had anything from like a play on like a cheesy lawyer commercial mm-hmm. to an NBA championship celebration <laughs> yeah. to a full on rap music video where you rapped. <laughs> and well, uh, no, it was it was Lil Curry Boy. I'm sorry. Me? I'm sorry. Whoa. My name is Sean. I'm Wen. sorry. Lil Curry Boy <laughs> had the feature and. With a sick beat, by the way. JRG. Shout out JRG. (laughs) And then also, you've had a a telemarketing. Yeah, the QVC video. The QVC esque video. Uh, You guys did, you you all killed. Look, anyone listening, you got to go and watch the QVC (laughs) spinoff with Philly, Philly, Phil, Phil, and JRG. Excuse me, that wasn't me. 
That was smoky vibes. That was smoky vibes. Oh, and liquid, and liquid water. Waters. Liquid water. If we're being honest. That was, I'm Philip oh Fernandez. This is JRG. Liquid water. Yeah. <laughs> smoky vibes. Y'all yeah. gotta watch that, man. That so, was one of the funniest things but, ever. So let's let's talk about that. Yeah. Uh why why do you do that? Where does it come from? And I I, I know the answer, but is it successful? Um, I think like in terms of um creating content and like having people interact it's successful i don't i haven't actually seen dollar for dollar if it's added any value maybe zero but in terms of like interaction and engagement quite successful which is uh, brand recognition it's like yeah. what y'all are known for now yeah i you know like a it was it was um something that i really wanted to do with pinch and we had done it with pinch a couple of times but i think like given the market demographic of of pinch it's very much just like at least now right it's just very much just like come in get your food at lunch it's different it's unique and it's it's good but then you go back to work and that's just kind of what pinch became because we did that remember again like the whole like one week before i quit like before i throw in the towel kind of thing we did that because we had to to survive yeah like we had an, a totally different idea of what pinch was supposed to be and it was more than along the lines of like the culture of curry boys mm -hmm. and so i don't think it's like that different than pinch but also like the audience is different yeah and so knowing that we could open up curry boys on the strip like it's a more kind of forgiving place to be mm -hmm. you know debaucherous in some occasions <laughs> yeah. or you know comedic in some occasions or like slapstick silly and so like we that is genuinely kind of who Andrew and I are. Yeah. And so to be able to just have that be an extension of like our weird creative thoughts and then getting people like you guys involved was just, that's just like the, it makes it so much fun. Yeah. Cause then every time I think about, Oh, wouldn't it be hilarious? You know what? Let me just text John. Let me just see if he's down to do this video. <laughs> and usually he's like, yeah, yeah, I'll be there. I'm the first sure, <laughs> for sure, dude. I'm not there. <laughs> and so, yeah, shout out Chris Leal. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, shout out. he he does like all the stuff just for funsies for us too. And so, yeah, I mean, amazing love, love that guy. video editor and amazing. videographer. Yeah, he does yeah. awesome work. But... At Shufflebang, if you want to follow. Yeah, him. for sure. That's true. Shout out Shufflebang, friend of yeah. the show. Friend of the show. We gotta get him on. Yeah, we should bring him on. He would actually, have, he's, he's got, got some. He's he's in, he's got an interesting stories for sure. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> so when you're when you're not um like opening badass restaurants and like <laughs> being an eater and Texas Monthly oh. Wall Street Journal and going to New York and okay. and <laughs> when <Keep> you're going <laughs> <laughs> when you're not saving the world with your culinary superpowers, mm -hmm. what do you do? Oh, dude, I'm a I'm a boring dude. I almost cussed. I'm a boring guy. It's okay. You can curse on it. There's no. I don't think there's children For listening. Sure. But yeah. So <laughs> so you're a, you're a boring guy. Should we have made this 20 minutes? Bill <laughs> Murray, come on in. Yeah. <laughs> when you say you're a boring guy, I think that's relative. Yeah. But what 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 is it that you do on your off time? I mean, look, I I love uh patronizing you know other local restaurants and like you know seeing what's good i mean i love the food scene here so i, I eat a lot like out yeah trying new restaurants and stuff um i play a lot of basketball like four times a week my body hates it yeah <laughs> um, pick up games or you just play you just 
play yourself or a little bit of both like yeah. if uh, we usually have like some schedule like we rent out some some friends will rent out some gyms and we'll go and play like there's like 15 of us and we'll play five on five for like two hours or something nice um but if that's not happening or a day that it's not happening i'll just go to like gold's gym or something and shoot around for a couple hours um so i do that a lot and then um oh i mean i guess what's what's interesting is you know um we have a bunch of homies at Bear Goods, and so they they have like this kind of offshoot thing called this Bear Movie Club, and so they will they'll put on like a sixteen millimeter projector, and we'll go to Jefferson Bodega, grab some snacks, and watch like the you know I don't know Psycho or something on sixteen millimeter <laughs> film. Like that's that's something we do a lot on the weekends, kind of hang out. So. Other than that, though, man, I'm lounging, I'm <laughs> chilling. Yeah, yeah. You work real hard, so you got to rest hard. I mean, you know, between shooting these videos. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Do we have any videos to look forward to? Um, that they're being storyboarded right now. Yes. Ooh. How soon? I mean, you're gonna have to follow to I find was, out. Hey. I was just gonna, you know, invite you guys to be on another one. Like, Oh, hey. nice, dude. I mean, you know, we'd be down. I mean, I can talk to Smokey. Yeah, I can hit up Liquid. Liquid see if Waters and Smokey Vibes back at it, part two. See if we can get after it again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. That, and then we've got like a, a t-shirt release popping off soon, Curry Boys. So we'll, we'll probably do a little video to release that those. But Yeah, um, I mean, I want to shout out the Curry Collabs. Oh, thanks, Like, Because that's what it is, right? And yeah. I think when we initially... I remember having conversations at Pinch about mm -hmm. you wanting to do that stuff with Pinch, and you did. I mean, yeah. you did some cool stuff with Pinch. You're still doing cool stuff with that. Yeah. But with Curry Boys, it seems like it like really took off. Yeah. So there's like T-shirt collabs with like RH, that boy, the Ryan Hunter, big time shout out. Mm -hmm. He's a he's a design god. Yeah. Anything you see from like local coffee, he's yep. responsible for that. Uh, shout yeah. out for Lorenzo Gomez's uh, book, yeah, uh, the rack we that. built. He yep. did that that book the cover. cover um he's just doing awesome stuff but uh so i see you like, like he was already doing great on his own but kind of like putting on these other creatives in town like yeah. with chris liao mm -hmm. rh you know and so that's cool tell us a little bit more about that if you can man like that's one of the things we had i had talked about earlier that i didn't expect was like just being a part of that community a part of just the essay community at large yeah um like it one thing i wanted to do though was to just was to really be shine a light on some people that like i wish i would have had a you know light like shown on me mm -hmm. so i was like man let me just pick up dope creatives along the way and like find fun ways to collaborate with them whether it's people that i look up to or it's people that i'm trying to put on you know we get this boy eddie he's a dope designer he's done some sick t-shirts for us too um and we've got a new one coming actually hey <laughs> dropping soon nice. that was horrible why, why did i do that that was <laughs> so bad no, i mean we can fix it in post yeah fix it in post um, i mean this is live yeah it is live sorry <laughs> my bad uh, but um yeah like just i love putting people on in the community and it's just also just a, it's a lot of fun you know like the rap video we did marcus that's his government name government government <laughs> name marcus um he might not like that <laughs> yeah yeah whoops no no i love that guy yo marcus had been an employee at pinch for years and i knew he was like a local rapper i mean he bigger than that he was kind of blowing up yeah. and doing his own thing uh blues is, is his name so like you know i, I thought it would just be cool just because he's done so much for us to do something 
kind of put him on too yeah. and you know uh show him some love so that's that that's just kind of like what we do you know if it's a dope designer i'm like yo let's do a t-shirt if it's a you know a cool company that i look up to i'll reach out I'm like yo would it be cool if we did a pop-up and collab on something and so yeah. it really is just like a good it's an excuse to have a lot of fun but also like to really be a part of the community yeah yeah that's awesome yeah yeah well, and i'll just give a quick thanks to you i do credit the work that i did with pinch back when i was like always oh, had the man, camera for sure it was always like hey come take some photos Hell and yeah. that really helped me kind of like get off like get a following and start doing photo gigs and stuff so <laughs> without dude guys. without you dude i mean and then you also trained me to work at geek oh, so i can go on for hours that's, but that's also like dude i quote unquote drained him but he was like <laughs> better at it after week <laughs> one i was trying <laughs> you stop you stop yeah he's a legend he is a, he is a legend that's there it that's is. That's for sure. There it is. Live audience. Let's yeah, talk dude. about we know the, the pinch that we know and love is, is here at the bottom of the rand. Yeah. Actually, it's above us. Oh, hey. Geek to underground. But, uh, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but <laughs> where's there's a new location? There is. Can yes. you talk about that? Um, yeah. We're, we're probably like uh, two and a half or three weeks away from opening. Really? Exclusive. That is soon. Yeah. I didn't know it was that soon. And it'll be on the moon <laughs> shout out jeff bezos sponsored by <laughs> yeah Dude, the crater. It'll, it'll be in alamo heights yeah okay. off of broadway um like a stone's throw from central market off of broadway oh right on yeah what what led to that decision um we we had wanted another pinch um in, in, a, in a different location that was i guess a more traditional restaurant experience because you know like in downtown for again it is what it is but it's just like people come here to work yeah they don't stay for dinner and they because they go home mm -hmm. so like we wanted a more you know traditional restaurant experience where people could come eat lunch and dinner yeah and so we thought alamo heights is, was a well i mean it's right on the cusp of alamo heights where we thought that was just a, a great location for a neighborhood because it's accessible for those people who are still living in downtown like myself yep but it's also like kind of in a neighborhood where mm -hmm. if people wanted to have something weekly as like their, their go-to spot, like we could be that. And yeah. there's just not a lot of Asian food in Alamo Heights either. Yeah. So we figured that like, or really in San Antonio, but um, we figured like that's something that we could provide for that neighborhood. Yeah. It's close to UIW, exactly. Trinity, yeah. all those, all those areas too. That's yeah. yeah that's really great. Um, how is it being a, uh, having an Asian food restaurant in a city where there's not that much. <laughs> it it's um it's bittersweet in the sense that I think so like I think the city is more diverse than a lot of people give it credit for, right? And it's not just like, oh, there's a lot of Mexican Americans or Hispanic. Like there it's it's diverse. Like there's a lot of different kinds of people here from different cultures. Um but I also think on that same note, it's a lot of people aren't ready or willing to admit that it's that diverse and so or maybe like they're just not willing to try or to see that things aren't necessarily the way they think it's supposed to be and I'll, I'll, the example i'm going to use is like you know when people think of asian food here they're they're they don't like they won't even say they'll be like chinese food yeah and i'm like you know there's like 80 other kinds of asian my guy <laughs> or girl you know what i mean yeah. so it's like and then they're like oh like 
people will still come in to pinch and be like, you guys have like sesame chicken here. And I, and I, you know, but I, I'm not upset because I get it. Like they just don't know. You don't know what you don't know. Yeah. But I'm just like, dang, like that's still where we are, like where we are. Yeah. And if you charge a certain price for Asian food, they're like, why, why? Yeah. Like I could get this at some Asian buffet. And I'm like, well, you know, how's it for in my mind? I'm like, how's this any different than new American food or whatever? Like it's steak and potatoes, but you can charge 30 bucks for this, you know? So that, I think that's the hill that we're still kind of climbing. Um, but I will say like, I, as the city grows and becomes more diverse and more young people are moving here, that needle is moving forward. Like we, there yeah. are a lot of people that kind of mess with the vision and they get it. And they don't, you know, they actually put us on, which is great. And the best part is, like, I think we've also garnered the trust of a lot of people so that before they might be afraid to try these flavors, but because we've given it in a more approachable way, they're willing to try new stuff from us that they may have never tried before. Yeah. Like, we've seen that in downtown a lot. Yeah. That's so interesting. Like, uh, flavors and foods and dishes, staples that are comfortable and common yeah. for you. And maybe in, in like Houston or in other regions mm -hmm. in San Antonio is seen as like an adventurous thing. Yeah. It's like, let me try that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, ooh, let's go exotic today. Yeah. And I'm so, like, or just normal, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Do you have to do anything like, like, how do you educate people on what this is? Like, do you have to take like different, different uh, uh, approaches to like your menu or mm. photos or? I mean, so like, the way I don't know how everyone else does it, but the way we did it, that was it worked for us. I mean, some people might say we, we kind of like <laughs> sold out, but whatever. Um, <laughs> we just we found a way to put things on the menu that are obviously less traditional. Yeah. But still had some elements of what we wanted it to be. Yeah. So like, yo, do people know what fried chicken is? Yes. Right. But do you know what Korean like gochujang sauce is? Probably not. But if we call it Korean buffalo sauce, like you're going to try it because you're familiar with what buffalo sauce, the concept of what that is. And so we were like, OK, if we put that in like a rice bowl, that's an approachable way to get some Asian flavors while still being like relatable and, and approachable. And appro yeah, they, yeah, exactly. And they yeah. can get that. And then from there, you know, if you eat that enough and you realize like, oh, OK, maybe I can trust these guys. Then we can do like Laotian pop-ups or Filipino pop-ups or like, and then have like full on authentic traditional, you know, uh, like meals or items. And I think that was like a really cool thing to see. Like they were starting to embrace that. They started at, Hey, would you have any specials today? Like, yeah. What kind of uh, pork belly do you, you know? So like, I think that was really cool for sure. Can we shout out cap real quick? <sighs> dude the one the only cap who's cap tell them tell everyone who cap is cap is actually a lot of people probably won't know this man he's one of the most talented chefs that like around i mean this dude has been about the hustle he's been grinding for years and so he's our chef he's our executive chef and um he came up with a bunch of the stuff on the menu so he's laotian as well he's from, from laos um and so a lot of his influence is like Northern Thai, kind of that, you know, Laotian cuisine. And so we, we try to inject that into a lot of our flavors. And I think like what's cool is, he, you know, he has that intensely traditional, authentic background. And then Andrew and I have this very like 
Americanized version of growing up too. I mean, we all are. He's he's Asian American too, but I think us more so in the sense that we've probably eaten more traditionally American food than he has. Yeah. And so like we're able to kind of marry those two flavors together in a in a fun way that I think is great for the city. And like it might not work as much to be fair in like in Austin or New York cuz maybe like they're looking for that more traditionally authentic like vibe. But I think for in San Antonio it works out really well because we're like right on the cusp of 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 these people discovering these flavors and so I think we're like in a really good spot, you know. Yeah. Yeah, man, that's cool. And, yeah, that's super interesting. Shout out, Cap. Yeah, for sure. And also, out. just like one of the kindest dudes. <laughs> he's awesome. Just like yeah. walking down Houston Street, he's just, hey, what's up, dude? Like, yeah. Hey, I'm like, man, not a lot of people know that dude's the legend. He's a real one. I mean, Cap's yeah. curry, you know, one of the most popular items at our menu. Yeah. Named after him. It's yeah. His curry. And you know, that's uh, like, if we talk about the curry uh, when with Curry Boys Barbecue, um, Honestly, I didn't know how that was going to go. I know. Me neither. <laughs> because, I mean, <laughs> there's already this pretty heavy debate in the barbecue world on, like, putting any kind of sauce on your barbecue. Yeah. But, uh, but like, we actually, talked about that. That's hilarious you said that. I mean, but actually, like, putting meat in, like, a bowl of curry. Mm-hmm. And, like, mm-hmm. like, like a lot of curry. I even remember, uh, personal story, I brought brisket one time. And you gave me some curry and you were like, dude, put this on and be good. And I was like, <laughs> uh, I was like, yeah, okay, I'm not going to do that. You uh, tossed it. Yeah, but, <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but, but I ended up doing it and it was so good. And, uh, but if I didn't have you telling me and like, you're a friend of mine. Right. And if I didn't have you telling me like, Hey, you should try this. I don't know that I would have ordered a brisket curry bowl <laughs> honestly you know what i mean because i just i it's not something that i i think i would have for sure enjoyed but i had that then curry boys barbecue opened and i'm all about it dude brisket smoke show the good oh luck club I'll, I'll get Thank them all you. dude i love them all um so how was that like did y'all have to deal with any of those challenges yeah i mean the biggest like hesitation we had was i think unfortunately there's this like um stigma around what curry is supposed to be and people are like uh i don't like curry you know because they just think it's this one version like i don't know where this version of curry comes from because like wendy's (laughs) oh my god (laughs) is their off menu special (laughs) hey have you had the curry at wendy's dead stock fire dude fire I mean, shit, I would try it. <laughs> I would try. But anyway, it. people have this idea of of, of curry, curry, and they're like, "I don't like it." It's like some, it's like saying, "I don't like soup," because yeah. there's so many different kinds. Yeah. That, but that's what people don't get. And I'm glad you brought that up. Is like, yo, like there's so much. But curry is effectively just another word for like spices or a sauce or yeah, like that's just what people like. That's just the word that defines a particular region's like particular spice mix or yeah sauce mix or whatever you want to call it. like that's what curry is and so i think but that's the common misconception is like oh indian curry and i'm like look i think the reason why indian curry gets unfortunately a bad rap is because it's just there's a lot of strong flavors yeah. i think it's amazing i crave indian curry and there's also like so many kinds of indian curry but i was like i crave that like big time but i think that people are a little afraid or overwhelmed 
when they think of the word curry because it's like ooh, it's strong it's yeah. really strong but i mean like we use like southeast asian curries which are heavy in coconut milk like heavy in uh uh aromatics and herbs and stuff like that so i, I think it's a little more uh it works really well with like smoky flavors and so we, we you know we just thought that it would it's less of like a sauce even though i'll say that so people can understand it and it's more just like almost like a stew kind of yeah you know what i mean agreed um because mm-hmm. i we were like yeah we're gonna get heavy backlash if it's like yo we're putting sauce on the brisket yeah <laughs> you know what I mean? yeah and th- that's that's what i thought man to be honest because it's like that's a bold move especially i didn't even think about the curry side of it how like there's a stigma behind it and people mm-hmm. are like oh i don't know if i like curry yeah the same side with barbecue yeah or like oh i don't put sauce on barbecue or mm-hmm. i or i only eat barbecue with sauce or yeah if you it's need like, sauce it's not good enough both parts of it two yeah. parts of it are like people love it one way or the other and Correct. the same on the other side and then bringing them both together yeah. It's like, yeah. Well, who knows what's gonna happen? Just blowing everybody's mind and like <laughs> breaking all of these culinary rules. But it, uh, yeah. but it works so well. And then it's in like this bright pink building with a palm tree. And yes, like, sir. It's a vibe, dude. That's a. Vibe. I mean, look, I can't take full credit for the curry barbecue idea. We were inspired by the spot in Portland called Eam, and they had this dish with a white curry. And like brisket burn ins from Matt's barbecue, which is like a super, um, you might know Matt's barbecue. It's a pretty popular spot. He's a Texas guy, I think. Nice. Um, but we were like, oh man. And there's also like a pop up in Houston called Koi Barbecue, and they've done like a dish before with curry. And, and so we were like, man, what if we just did an entire concept? Because I know, like, personally, we I think green curry goes great with brisket. But I was like, what if we just saw all the different kinds of curries? With all different kinds of smoked meats and see which paired the best and we'll make a full concept out of that and i think like so i can't take full credit for that i mean idea. you can <laughs> you can on, on geekdom underground podcast you for can sure. you heard yeah. it here first <laughs> ladies and gentlemen i always envisioned it as like someone had a bunch of bowls of like you know the curry sauce and then someone had like some to-go boxes with a bunch of brisket and they're walking yeah and they ran into the origin each other. story yeah and then it all the, mixed together the origin story. <laughs> you got curry on my brisket you got brisket in my curry and then yeah. they ate it and, and, then they, they, like, and they were like let's try it yeah let me feed you that was that was the origin story dude but well, that'll come out later. There's gonna be a movie. I think I think it's getting picked up by the Marvel. You know, yeah. <laughs> the MCU, yeah, yeah, bro. I think so. Yeah, yeah, Cinematic yeah. Cinematic universe. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Who's gonna play John? Who? George Clooney. Who says John's? Obviously. Who says John's in the movie? I know, right? Oh. The director. <laughs> Who's gonna play Liquid? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Liquid water. Soundtrack though. Dude, I get the wig out real quick. You dust it off. And... <laughs> <laughs> well, Sean, it's been a pleasure, man. I I really enjoyed Thank having you, you on here. Um, I mean, we hang out outside, and yeah, but it's been awesome to have you in this we capacity don't. We don't and, hang out. and and be here, uh, <laughs> as a guest. <clears throat> we we won't hang out anymore. Uh, but but it's great to have you here as a guest, man. Thank you. Um, man. Honored to be here for real. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I love y'all. I really do. Dude, yeah, this is Dude. nothing but love. Nothing but love. You love know. fest. <laughs> Twenty <laughs> Marley fest. Dude, yeah. <laughs> Y'all need to go watch that video. Watch the video. <laughs> Love Fest 2015. Let's let's talk about let's talk about one last thing, All right, Sean. Cool. If you would. Um, when you and let's let's think back to before your trip. Mm-hmm. After after you told Andrew that you're about a week away from, yeah. from throwing in the towel. 
what advice would you give uh, an entrepreneur in those shoes? Or what advice do you wish somebody would have given you? Um, okay, I can give you short answers for both. I think the first one, like what I what I would say is like, I think it's important to not run away from those feelings of like, I think we're done. I mean, like I you know you always the, the the old adage is like oh like just keep going keep going keep going keep going and like i had mentioned this a little bit earlier but like if you're doing it the wrong way then you shouldn't keep going or like you should in your head have a point where it's like i it it seems right to press eject and to yeah. leave and like that should always be an option on the table like you should never force yourself to just put yourself through that because like this is not healthy yeah i would tell i would tell everyone that you know like don't be afraid to in the, in the moment be like this just may not be for me or like I've really put in the amount of work that I thought I should have put in and it didn't happen. Like if you want to keep going, sure, ask yourself if you're doing it the right way. Then if you don't, like that's okay. Yeah, you can you can definitely eject at any moment. I think that notion really helped me, like put me at peace. I was like, you know what, like it's fine. We I, I tr we tried it. Like that was the whole reason we tried it. Yeah. Um. The other one I wish what someone would have told me is get a lawyer. There's a lot of shit yeah. that happens out there. And I think like sound legal advice goes a very long way. Yeah. Or even just like bouncing like something as simple as like a lease. Like, hey, can you just read this real quick? And yeah. Sure, are there any red flag? Whatever it might be. But like, yeah, I would definitely get. Lawyer, like, that's, that's that's such great advice. Yeah, yeah. That, I did because you know that's just not my bag. Like I don't never would have thought to think about that. But yeah, and you have so much else to think about. Yeah, as most entrepreneurs or founders do. And yeah, it's a, it's an easy oversight that can have oh, a lot of damage, extraordinary amounts of damage, like for your sure. check engine light. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> really. And you're like, no, nah, I'll just keep driving Dallas. Yeah. What? <laughs> Don't do that. We should be good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, right on, Sean. Thank you again so much. Thank and Mr. You. JRG, if you would, sir, take us home. For sure. So this was a great episode. Had a lot of fun with you, Sean. How do people find out more about uh, Pinch Bow House and Curry Boys? Man, give us a follow on that gram, Pinch Bow House, or at Curry Boys Barbecue, Curry Boys BBQ. Other than that, maybe see me in the streets. Holla! Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. It's been a great time. We'll see y'all next week, as always. Appreciate y'all. Bye, everybody.